0: Yes. Anyway, so I'll again, just once again, uh, repeat that this is KRFY, the Tuesday morning live show. And uh, we're here this morning being joined by the Community Assistance League. It's also known as CAL. And I'd like to introduce our guests. The first one is Anne Nichols. Anne, you are Grant's chair. Hello, Anne. Good morning. It's great to have you. And we know you from another uh, job, don't we? Because you've been here with KRFY under wearing another hat.
1: Yes, I used to be the uh, director of the library here in Sandpoint, um, but I retired a couple years ago. And as soon as I retired, I needed something else to do, so I found Cal and joined up with them, and it has been wonderful.
0: I bet. And then our second guest this morning is Sherry is it Warber. I got it right, Sherry. And you are the manager of Bizarre Bazaar, the uh, clothing store that supports Cal.
2: Yes, it's uh Actually, I'm the co manager. I have another manager. Okay. And to add a little something, Anne is our new assistant manager along with Donna Hutter. Oh, of Bizarre Bizarre. Uh, yes. How great!
0: Good to have plenty of managers. That's a very busy <laughs> store. Busy, busy store. Well, we've got lots to talk about because Cal has a lot going on, but I'd like for us to start by learning a little bit more about both of you. If you would, just take a moment, Anne, and then Sherry, and tell us a bit about yourselves, how you came to be here in Sandpoint, and how you got, well, you've told us how you got associated with Cal, but let's hear a little bit about your background, Anne.
1: Okay. Um, I came from, well, I'm an Idaho native, which I'm very proud of, but uh, born in McCall, and um then I went with my husband several different places from Washington, D.C., back here and to Colorado and then uh, back here. So um, I was in Idaho Falls in their library and um, was there for several years. And then uh, the opportunity came up to come up here as the director or actually assistant director here. And uh, then I went from the assistant director to the director when Wayne Gunter retired. And it, I was director for about 10 years and then retired, like I said, a couple of years ago and uh, joined Cal. Immediately. Immediately. How yes. great. Yes. yes. <laughs> and uh,
0: what, what drew you to Cal? Why was that your first volunteering position you wanted to
1: grab? Well, it was to give back to the community, which I think most of the volunteers there at uh, Cal, they're passionate about. Um, The community gave me a lot, and so I want to be able to give back. But then I love shopping. I love the Bazaar Bazaar thrift shopping and garage sales I have always liked ever since I was little. So uh, this was a perfect place for me to go. It sounds
0: like a good fit. Well, we're so happy that you're helping them. It's Sounds like a perfect fit. Sherry, tell us how you came to be here and ending up uh, managing with others at Bizarre Bazaar.
2: Well, I was, have had the great opportunity to live in many places in the United States and started my career working for Pan American World Airways. And I have proceeded through my life. And when my husband and I decided to return to the Northwest, Idaho really drew us. We came here, and shortly after we moved here, I started working for Coldwater Creek in the retail area. After I left Coldwater Creek, I decided that it was time to start giving back to the community. And a friend of mine had been trying to entice me for five years to come to Cal. And I finally made the big step, and I've never looked back. I've really, really enjoyed doing it. I was able to use my retailing skills my love of fashion and my love of shopping. It shows (laughs) if you ever run into her at Bazaar Bazaar, it shows. Sorry to interrupt you. That's quite all right. And um, it's just, I enjoy getting up in the morning and going to work at Bazaar Bazaar. It makes me happy to see my fellow volunteers and it makes me happy to see our customers, see who's Mm -hmm. coming in that door, either the front door to come shopping or the back door with donations.
0: That's so true. The front and the back doors. Uh, Good. So we've learned a little bit about what drew you both to this organization. And now we need to learn, for those who don't already know what Cal is, uh, we need to hear from you what is, what, who is Community Assistance League. Um, Maybe history, sort of your mission, history mission, some of that info.
2: Our mission is philanthropy, service, and education, and we do that in many, many different ways. Obviously, our philanthropy is through scholarships and donations. But there's other ways we give back to the community. We help support other nonprofits when they're having auctions. We help people that are in need when they've lost their homes. We do that outside of our grants and scholarships. Our education, we work with people. Uh, POAC, which is the Ponderé Arts Council, and helps support the um, arts programs in the schools. We do a lot of things with children's organizations through our grants, which I'm sure that Miss um, Ann will go further into detail with you on that. And our service is just helping our community in any way that we can. Cal was started uh, almost 50 years ago. Now we had our 40th anniversary 5 years ago and we're working on 50 years by a bunch of ladies that were sitting on a beach by Lake Ponderay and decided they needed to do something to help the community and we've blossomed into 200 members. We've given away almost 2 million over 2 million dollars now. In grants and scholarships and our other avenues with which we disperse our monies. So I think Cal
0: is here to stay. Oh, it sounds like it. And from such modest beginnings, you've grown, and look at you now. Yes, pretty neat. Um, do you have an idea of what your um, profits from Bazaar Bazaar will be this year? I know they were pretty impressive last year. but
2: well, we beat last year. Wow. Of course, as always, your overhead goes up a little bit, but we don't have a number yet. But last year, we gave away over $240,000. So we know we will be surpassing
0: that. That's amazing. And I I wonder if there's another nonprofit in this community that could uh, claim so much.
2: I don't really know. Maybe. 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 But
0: But this is big. We do it with style. (laughs) You sure do. (laughs) Well, um tell us a little more about the organization. You've said it started with a group of ladies on the beach on Lake Ponderé and now it's over two hundred. But how does it how does it work? How does Cal make all of this happen? What's the organization
2: like? We have a board of directors, um, and we just we get a lot of volunteers that come to us because they have shopped at the store. And they like what they see, they've heard about our mission and what we do, and they want to participate in that. And we're always eager to invite new volunteers, new members to Community Assistance League. And there are other ways you can volunteer besides just at the store. We have ladies that go out and do other things in the community that work behind the scenes. They may not work in the store, but they do other things that help us in the store as our major f- fundraising arm. Okay. Things like maybe
0: contacting people, administrative kind of things, I'm well, sure. Not so
2: much administrative, but we have people who um, just little things like they come in and they mend clothes for us, that they um, pick up. Furniture. Sometimes we're all getting a little old to be picking up furniture, but we do have people who do that, and their husbands sometimes help us as well. There you go. So it's a family. It's not just the lady volunteers that you see at the store.
0: Yeah, very good. And there is a lot of behind the scenes that has to happen to run a store mm-hmm. like Bazaar Bazaar. I can see that. Well, I'd also like to ask you, um, basically, how. How do you decide the way in which you're going to disperse these funds each year?
1: Anne? Um, well, first we have to find out how much we've made, and uh, we work with a treasurer in the company. And then we, um, um, once we know how much we have, we divide it between scholarships and grants. And like uh, Sherry said, we don't know that amount yet, but uh, it's substantial, and then we get to give it to uh, other nonprofits in the community. So it's all within Bonner County. Um, yeah.
0: Nonprofits and students, too, because there's a scholarship.
1: Act, yes, yes, yes. And that's another person who does all the scholarships. So I'm not quite into that yet. But, okay,
0: uh, your, your grants and yes. someone else's scholarships.
3: The division of labor sounds very functional, like it's working for Bizarre Bazaar and everyone has their own job to do.
1: Yes, um, but we always have room for more. <laughs> it's amazing what the people do that come in. And it's not just working for the bazaar, but it's the friendships that, um, that come from working with the women that are there. A lot of um, people, I think, are lonely, um, and they want to make friends, and this is an excellent place to do it.
0: Yeah, I bet it is. It looks like one of the more fun nonprofit opportunities around the town.
1: Yes, they get together.
0: Radio's pretty fun, though, Julie.
3: Radio's pretty fun. I was going to mention, I did see on your website, do you have little uh, recreation groups, too, that play games? And you have a whole uh, series of events.
2: Yes, we do. We have groups that play Mahjong and Bridge. We have book groups. We play Mexican Train. We Cal ladies love to get together. Cal ladies love to party, so we also have a spring luncheon, we have a Christmas luncheon, and our very creative social director Linda Zinn, always comes up with fantastic things to do. We did a bingo party not too long ago. We've done a lot of. We used to have a Weinstein and dine. We've had picnics at people's beachfront homes. Cal ladies love to get together, and they love to just spend time. And we try to bring them together in the store, and through the store, they find these different groups. How nice.
0: Now, I like to be sure that we mention more than once during a morning show who we're talking to and how folks might reach out to them if they did want to volunteer. So I'll repeat that this is the Community Assistance League, and it's called CAL. And uh, could you tell
2: us how folks would get in touch with you if they decide they would like to become a CAL volunteer? There's several ways I like, personally, when they do come into the store, and say, I've been thinking about joining, because then we can talk to them face-to-face, show them the operation of Bizarre Bizarre. You can also call us. Our phone number is 208-263-3400, and we are manning those phones from 11 to 3, six days a week. We have. Um, we are located at 502 Church Street, which is uh, just off of 5th. And we also have a Facebook page, and we have a website, which is calsandpoint.org. Okay. And you can get all kinds of information. You can find out about the grants and scholarships on both the Facebook page and on our website. You can find out Everything you want to know about Cal and Bizarre Bizarre.
0: Perfect. And listeners, if you're not quite sure where Bizarre Bazaar is, but you're a person who loves to get out and eat, then uh, you could associate it with the Pie Hut.
2: So it's a couple doors down from Pie Hut.
0: Yes. And it makes a nice lunch and then
2: shopping combo. And don't for forget person. market. Antique marketplace, which is right between the two of us, so you can just make a whole afternoon out of so it. So true. That's so true.
0: Well, uh, next next on my list is for you, Sherry, to tell us all about Bazaar Bazaar, about the store itself, um, what comes in, sort of how it goes. Um, you know, just sort of tell us what what it's like. What what is it like to run in and shop
2: at Bazaar Bazaar? Magical. I think so. I'd agree. <laughs> We mm-hmm. consider ourselves upscale resale because we try to keep the best of the best of our donations. We want to make it, a, as I said, a magical experience for our customers. We try to create a boutique atmosphere. So we have beautiful displays by very talented ladies. And a little aside here. If you come and volunteer at Bazaar Bazaar, we try to help you find what your passion is in the retail business and let you concentrate on those areas. So we have some ladies that do fantastic displays. We move our merchandise pretty fast, so there's always something new to see there. Um, when our donations come in, we are totally supported by donations that community members bring in to us. And we like them when they're clean and usable. And we sort through those. They go to the different departments. And then those department heads are then in charge of either merchandising them, putting it on the floor, pricing them, these different things. And we offer a variety of things. It's not just apparel. It's just not clothing. It's women's clothing, though. It's children's it's men's department and currently we're having a great influx of some brand new men's clothing come in and if you've got a man in your life if you are a man please come in and check out the men's department it's fantastic
0: I have to say two things. One, oh, I'm so sad you mentioned it on air because now I'll have to fight for the other fight with the other men and ladies for their guys' clothing. Just kidding. I'm glad you mentioned it. And then number two, it is a little bit unusual that you're having an influx because my experience with any type of secondhand or consignment, you're not. I know you're not the, either
2: of those, but uh,
0: men's wear can be scarce. Men must just wear their clothes till they fall off of them,
2: <laughs> or their wives take them away from them. There you go. Yes, definitely. (laughs) But we've got a beautiful selection
0: right now of all
2: kinds of men things. But we also have an incredible jewelry section. We have housewares. We have linens. We have gorgeous decor. And right now we're running a promotional. We've emptied out our back room, and we have funky pieces of electronic equipment, old typewriters, all kinds of just interesting things. It's bizarre. You need to come in and experience it.
0: <laughs> and let's talk about pricing because I found your pricing to be really reasonable. How do you, how, how do y'all decide on pricing of garments? Because I'll walk in and I always feel like this is a great deal for what it is.
2: Well, we've been trying to be very consistent in our pricing. And what we're doing right now is we are as most retail stores do, we um, uh, use, it's usually a third to a fifth of full retail price. We really research what we have. We use online techniques. We go to um, not so much eBay, but we will use eBay. We go to a lot of the different online sources With which to price our items. If it's an antique or an incredibly special item, we do a tremendous amount of research on that. We have developed pricing books for some of the items for our volunteers to use to make it easy for them. We try to respect our donors. They have taken the time to bring their items to us. So we don't want to underprice things because we really are grateful for what they bring us. We want to give the community though a fair price. I want to make one little mention. We've been open since 1999 and we have never raise the prices of our denims. Oh, my. They're still $5.
0: So I'll have to just uh, offer a disclaimer at this moment. I am currently wearing a $5 pair of Bizarre Bizarre Mm -hmm. jeans in in honor of the store. And they're looking pretty good, aren't they, Julie? They are. They They look great. 1969s. Very cute. (laughs) And I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, We've talked about pricing, but... The other a person that I was talking to and recommending Bizarre Bazaar to was sort of like in that middle middle sizing area, you know, uh, not a tiny person and not a great big person. And she was under the impression that uh, m- much of your clothing was for smaller sized people. And I,
2: that's not true, is it? Not no, at all. we go from extra small up to three and four X. So it's, yes. we do depend on what comes in the store. So sometimes we have more smalls than we have larges, or more extra larges than we have mediums. So it does depend on what we get. But I would say the majority of our clothing is in that medium range. But we do carry our plus sizes, and we have a beautiful selection right now of clothing in the larger sizes. Good. We encourage people to come in and see what we have.
0: Yeah, good to know, because we wouldn't want people thinking it's just a certain selection of sizes or styles or something like that.
3: I do need to interject. Uh, you didn't mention crafts and all the quilting oh. fabric that, that that's there now.
2: Crafts is one of our shining stars. Yes, it is. We have two lovely women who've taken over the craft department, and they have collated what they sell in a, first of all, a lot of merchandise, but they present it in such a beautiful manner, how they package everything. They they sort through tons of crafts and give you the very, very, very best of it. And right now we have a lot of wool items for uh, quilting. Wow. Blocks of wool, quarters, I think is what they call them, Great. of wool for for quilting wouldn't that be nice a nice wool quilt sounds in the winter so cozy. Oh, snow coming like you said
0: right it sounds perfect well sherry is there anything else about bizarre bizarre we should mention before we take a quick song break the store that is
2: i just think that you should come in and see what we have if you've never been in there before because i think we might be able to make a convert out of you all right and make thrifting fun Oh, good advice.
0: All right. Well, on that positive note, Julie, let's go to a song break. What have you got? Well, great. I think we have the
3: appropriate song for our guest today. This is Super Tramp. Give a little bit.
0: And welcome back to the KRFY Morning Show. This is Julie Calamine, one of your two Julies for the Tuesday Morning Show. I'm here with Julie Porczynski. Good morning, everyone. Yes. And we're enjoying very much our interview with the Community Assistance League, also known as CAL, they're a local nonprofit here in Sandpoint that's been around almost 50 years. We've heard and really raises a ton of money for for good purposes here in here in town. And Ann, uh, our our two guests today are Ann um, Nichols, who is the grants chair, and you're also an assistant manager over at Bizarre Bazaar. And Sherry Warber, and you're a manager, assistant manager, kind of a All right, thank you. At Bazaar Bazaar, the, the upscale resale store here in Sandpoint. Well, we've talked about how Cal raises funds, and that is through the store, Bazaar Bazaar. And now we're back from song break, and I would like for you, Ann, to tell us about how you pass that money around. And, and your, your job is to be grants chair, so we'll hear about the grants that can be awarded through Cal.
1: Yes, this is one of our favorite times of the year because we have spent all year gathering our funds so that we can give them back to the community. And all the money that we have gotten through the year has come from donations from the community. So it's sort of a circular thing, but uh, we are able to give back the money, which is really, really exciting for us. And the grants will be available, the applications to get the grants will be available starting March 1st. There are several places that you can get the applications. You can get them at any of the local libraries, the Clark Fork, Sandpoint, Newport Library, and um, there's another library in town that slipped my mind here. Oh, the Priest Lake. Sorry, Priest Lake. And you can also get them at the Bazaar Bazaar and at um, the Chamber of Commerce here in Sandpoint.
0: Oh, great. What about the Bookmobile?
1: Um would they have applications I can give them some applications yes I can <laughs> because they hit other people that might not have one so yeah Wilson we'll that's a great idea I will add it to my list oh, so
0: right I love that bookmobile yeah. it
1: is fun yes and they got a new one this year too yes. so it's a little smaller it can go more places than the big one can so uh, that's really exciting for the library
0: that's great all right so we know where folks can pick up the applications and that begins after March 1st and uh, uh, tell us who. What sorts of things might people apply for? What would you consider as a grant?
1: Oh, it, you would be amazed at the different things that we have. Different organizations that we've given money to. We've done Firewood Rescue, which you might not have heard of, but that helps people who need firework firewood in the winter. Uh, we've given a lot of money to the schools, Angels Over Sandpoint, Arts Alliance. A lot goes to food banks, Food for Our Children. Um, uh, Hope, um, the Clark Fork Hope Seniors, Nordic Club has gotten grants, several different conservation groups. And last year we also gave uh, to the hospital for some special devices that they could not afford that we were able to help them out with for the community.
0: Really neat. Yeah. Um, You know, the grant writing process is a little complicated sometimes. Is your process a little complicated or not so complicated?
1: It's not so bad. Uh, You get the application. You just have to fill it out as best you can. And um, you do have to be a nonprofit. And... um, you can't be um, a political entity or a religious entity that does not go out to the whole community. We want to serve the whole community. So no one is excluded, but they all go to nonprofits.
0: All right. And are there certain, uh, you, you've mentioned what groups can be included for the grants and then is there sort of an average grant award or is it just whatever the entity is needing whatever
1: they need it ah. can be as small as fifty or sixty dollars for something um, we have given clay to one of the schools for a project that they do for art and uh, then they can go up to twenty or twenty thousand thirty thousand depending on the needs and what they, uh, can't do on their own that they really need. Um, they can't be for um, salaries. They need to be for um, projects that they have going on or equipment that they can't get oh, right. on their own.
0: So it's not to support staff or something like no. that? No, but it's for improvements of some sort that a, a nonprofit needs a little help with. Yes, yes. Yeah, how oh, nice. Uh, do you have any example? Well, you've mentioned... Who, who? Folks who have received uh, grants, but do you have any examples of the sorts of things that they're asking for?
1: Um, I don't know this year what they'll ask for, right, but uh, yeah, money for the food banks um, yes. has been always a big one, but um, also, um, oh, let me think. There have been um, art projects, and then there have been uh, like the roof. We helped with the roof for the Canada Theater. Mm. Um,
0: That's a big one, I would think. It was. Yes.
1: And then um, just other mechanical things, uh, storage unit kind of things that people need for a certain amount of time. Uh, Just just different things. Um, Maybe chainsaws or things for the firewood people. Um, It's just all over the place what people need. And so we try to to uh, meet those needs at the time.
0: Yeah, that, just whatever they need and that would vary from nonprofit to nonprofit. It does. Yeah, great. So, listeners, it it don't feel like you're being like it's a narrow category if you've got a need and you're a nonprofit, now is the time.
1: Absolutely. When is the end of applications? When does it end? This year it ends on March 30th because the 31st is a Sunday. So on the thirtieth, we need all those applications back into um, the bazaar. Bazaar is where they'd like to be. We'd like them to be returned. We are not taking them through email. Um, that's one change that we've made um, because it's so hard for us to search through all the emails and then get these long emails that we have to then print off and keep track of. So it's easiest for us to do it um, just on paper the old-school way, and have them dropped off at the Bazaar Bazaar. They can be mailed in as well, but they have to be postmarked by the 31st, which is a Sunday, so it, <laughs> it would, would really mean the, the 30th. 30th. Yes. yes, very good.
0: And Anne, if someone was a little uncertain as to how to complete their application and wanted to talk with someone from Cal, is is there a person available?
1: That would be me. I thought it might be yes. you. Yes. So um, they can call me. Um my number is 208-946-6091. They can email Cal um the Grants if they'd like to do that or they can email um, the just the bazaar bazaar. They can talk to anyone and they'll get my name in at some point so i will be the one that they need to talk to
0: very good because i might if i were making an application i might want a little coaching on uh, what might be the best way to fill that application out
1: sure although they're pretty self-explanatory all right it's
3: convenient too that everything works through the bizarre bizarre store so the hours the store is open someone's available to answer any questions you might have about the grant process.
1: Right, and there will be grant applications there at the store, too, that people can pick up. We have had people already interested, so, um, yeah, now is the time.
0: Yes, I would guess so. It's uh, it's an exciting opportunity for nonprofits to be able to look at their list of things they can't quite afford and uh, have another nonprofit help them out.
1: They amazing. Do, they do also need to remember that, Once they get the money, their job is not done. They have to use the money in the way that uh, they mentioned on their application. And then they have to turn in all of the receipts and that sort of thing by next year, by the end of February. So that's another thing they need to do if they're going to accept our money. They need to let us know how they've spent it.
0: Oh, very important uh, for them to have to be accountable for how they're using, uh, that they are using the money in the way that they've said they will be so you don't get any uh, weird situations. Right.
1: If they don't, they won't get another grant from us. I I would guess not. (laughs) I guess
3: not. That's great incentive right there. There you (laughs) go. And that's really standard grant.
0: Procedure.
1: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So shouldn't be too hard if you're using the money in the way that you've said you'll be using it. It should be easy to document that.
1: Exactly. Very good.
0: Well, uh, if we don't have more to talk about with the grants at this moment, I'd like you to spend a minute, even though neither of you ladies are directly associated with the scholarships, but if you would just generally speak about how that works for the kids.
2: Most applications for scholarships are made through Sandpoint High School, and it doesn't matter if you're from Priest Lake, Lamana High, or Clark Fork, or any of the other Bonner County high schools. You do make the central portion area for getting your scholarship is through Sandpoint online. But we also have applications available at the store. They're currently open right now. Jamie Ert is the chairperson of that, and she has got a great team who will be reviewing the scholarships, and then they, they, they change it a little bit each year. So they try to be very inclusive of everybody, and they are now giving out scholarships not only for graduating seniors going to college, but also continuing students. And they are doing trade schools as well.
0: Well, isn't that something? Because that's a big part of higher education these days, and I just think that's a smart idea. I'm glad you guys are doing that.
3: And continuing education as someone who's already in college. Yes. Yes. So it's yeah. open to a adults. lot more people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is yes. great. adults going back to college, possibly.
0: Right. It can be tough to get that organized
2: as an ongoing later you know, older students, so I'm sure that's appreciated. Not only, it, yes, it is, because school has become so expensive, and any way we can help aspiring students, especially from a small town like Clark Fork, Point, Priest River, help them make their way so that they can be su- successful in life.
1: Mm, so great. Um, go ahead, Ann. Back to the grants. Um, even, even though you will need to contact me if you have questions, there is a group um, of 12 Cal members who do go over all of the grants to determine their eligibility and uh, to decide on the monetary amount that each group will get. So it's not just me, it's... Uh, Several other people in Cal who go over all these grant applications. So KRFY won't have to take you out to lunch after the (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, program. (laughs) We wouldn't do
0: that, Julie. No, (laughs) No, of course not.
1: But there is also an awards ceremony, and that comes in June, and that is for both the scholarship people that have been awarded the scholarships and for the organizations that receive the grant monies. So that's something to look forward to, too. That's always fun. I bet that's a feel-good, exciting
0: day. It is. Yes, I would think so. And um, are you roughly split evenly between
1: scholarships and grants, or does it just depend? It depends on the year, but usually I think grants get a bit more than the scholarships.
2: It's usually 75% to grants and then 25% to scholarships. But we do get outside donations from very generous donors, and they will earmark it to either grants or to scholarships, and that's added above the monies that we're providing and that division.
0: Okay. Very nice. So listeners, if you want to just make a nice donation for grants or scholarships, that's something you can do, and then these great committees will find the most suitable candidates to receive them. That can be the hard part, can it, trying to understand and pick the most suitable candidates? I bet it's hard not to just uh, award everyone.
1: It is. Uh, we, ha- we look at them very carefully. We do our research on them, too, and uh, we don't award... Uh, some people that haven't met the criteria, um, and we award more than people ask for at times. Fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But it is a, a, a group effort.
0: Does anyone lose sleep over it on that committee? Do they just nibble their fingers hoping they've given out the right grant to the right person <laughs> or organization?
1: I know I have when I was on the committee, not the head of it, but on the committee itself. But it is, it is enjoyable.
2: I have been on the grants committee several times and it's probably my most favorite part of being with Community Assistance League. It's, you realize you have a great responsibility, but you get such a good feeling when you realize how many, I did not realize how many organizations there were in Sandpoint who help other people. And to be able to, To be instrumental in them helping children, helping seniors, working on food security, home, rehoming, helping people rehome people. It's it's not so much finger nibbling as like, it's exciting. It really is. I enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And your priorities just really sound like they're dead on, helping people that just need to keep warm, people that need food. Um, nonprofits that need a little help, and then students who want to get education. What great categories. Those are great. Well, uh, as we're coming to a close, talking about things that Cal has done, can do, will do, I know that you have an upcoming event, but I also wanted to ask for a uh, if you have a story or two about anything that's felt really great for you, heartwarming stories of recipients. You each have maybe one you could share? Oh, I'm putting them on the spot. Oh. <laughs> <Hey. laughs>
2: so think many. For me, it's mostly being at work at the store, but sometimes when I am out in town and you meet somebody that you don't know and you start talking, and somehow the conversation about Oh, I work at Bazaar Bazaar or something like that comes up and to have somebody say, Oh, thank you. My daughter got a scholarship from you. And this is a true story. This woman came in that I had met on the street and she came in later. She says, I just want you to know that my daughter is finishing up her neuroscience doctoral thesis. Mm-hmm. And it was and she started with a scholarship from Community Assistance League. That just gives me shivers.
1: It I was just
0: bet. made me so happy. That's amazing to have a start. And Anne looks like she's thought of something.
1: Yes, um, we were able to give money for, I believe, to the Panad for one of those heart um, that starts your heart again. Whatever those are called, I oh, can't remember. Oh yes.
0: um, what are they called? Uh, somethingizer. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll
1: think of it. anyway, they have that there. Now and um the Panada Theater people um told us that anytime someone needs that machine, we will have saved a life by giving money to that organization. So that is really heartwarming to me.
0: Literally heartwarming yes. or at least heart stimulating. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very nice. Those are good stories. Well, uh, you During song break, you did mention that you've got something kind of fun coming up that the public might be able to attend if they wanted.
2: On the third Wednesdays of every month, except for, um, I believe that is July and August, we meet and have our Community Assistance League meetings. Uh, We meet at 9 o'clock for coffee and little treats at the Heartwood Center, which is on Oak Street. And we then proceed to have a meeting. We now start with a speaker before we have our business portion of the meeting. And this month, our speaker is a lovely lady who is a 100-year-old Holocaust survivor. We're all greatly anticipating listening to her speak. She has spent the last few years of her life making sure the education of what has happened in the past is given to younger people to keep that memory alive so it doesn't happen again. And we are all very much looking for her and meeting her and listening to what she has to say. And again, that is at 9 a.m., the Hartwood Center, next Wednesday.
0: Great, and, and public are welcome, and it might be a great opportunity to meet some of the Cal women and maybe mm, think about whether you would be a suitable volunteer for them. And it sounds like just about everybody would be, as long as they're friendly and care and want to give back to the
2: community. And if you just want to meet people and make friends, Cal's the place to do it.
0: The Cal Club. Cal Club. Cal Club. It sounds fun. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to come to an end of the interview, and would either of you like to sum things up, have anything uh, for concluding statement? Then we'll go on to a song
1: break. I would just like to thank the whole community because they have given us all the donations that we need to be able to give back to the community. So thank you. And thank you to KRFY Wife for letting us tell the community about the scholarships and... Um, And, grants, you are most welcome. And, Sherry?
2: All I've got to say is we hope to see you in Bizarre Bizarre.
0: Well, you know you will, Sherry. (laughs) She's so much fun. Listeners, if you need a shopping assistant, look for this lady. She's really great. All right, well, Julie Prochinski, let's take a song break, and we'll come back with a bit of information about what's happening in Sandpoint this week. Very good. We have OMC, How Bizarre, coming
3: up, an appropriate song for the discussion today.